coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School, sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We are back, old school, Jay Foreman, Nate Brennan, brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese, 84th and Havelock, butcher shop as well. Uh, any type of meat, any type of cut, seafood, their own seasoning. Uh, they have pasta, they have take-home uh, take home sizes for single and uh, family sizes. Mercado, uh, Mercado uh, Certified Piedmontese, 84th and Havelock. Um, appreciate the text line participating the one of the best texts i had here right here is uh <laughs> the first three numbers that's the area code 417 last four two eight nine five he, he said it, he made it sound like in reference to matt rule like his kid made the decision for him if he can't even say no to his kid i want to let you know i'm look two eight nine five i'm not punctuality police but if he's gonna say no it's n-o not k-n-o-w to his kid how is he going to control these guys that might be the text of the day. That is yeah, certainly yeah. the text of the day. Other one, uh, other, other. <laughs> he, he don't even respond yeah. to that. Jory, you're not blocked. We will call you. I will read your stuff here. Magic, Magic Man says eight point five. Thomas and Lincoln says seven. Sandman four six zero. Is it nine point zero five? I never knew what that. That is that. That's like a gymnastic score, right? There you go. Um, no, it's like uh, swimming. So, yeah, swimming. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. You go. You d- you got into the water. Too mm-hmm. much splash. Swimming. Patrick diving. He said eight. Right, eight. It would be ten if he would have said he's retaining Joseph. That's mm, legit. Interesting. Um, let me see. Do we got anybody else? Let me see. Let's see what Jason and Lincoln. Jason said nine point five. Do you think he would keep Mickey? Do you guys think that Matt will keep Mickey? Oh, fifty fifty at best, probably right. I, I'd like him to keep me. And that's the thing is, I think he'd be the first to tell you. I don't want to speak for him, but I think he'd be the first to tell you that he would want to keep Mickey. The question now is, does Mickey Joseph want to stay here? I think that's uh, the biggest yeah, question I because think I, think, I think I think I look at jobs that are opening up, and I'm just going to throw it out there. I look at Tulane opening up, and I think Mickey Joseph would fit in perfectly there. Oh, that's right. Tulane's coach just took a job last night. I think, and again, I, I I'm not speaking for anybody. I'm not speculating. I'm just saying I look at a job like Tulane, and I think Mickey Joseph would make a great head coach. Tulane. That's all I'm going to say. I agree, one thousand percent. But if he doesn't get the Tulane job or doesn't take the Tulane job, I think he'd be a phenomenal wide wide receiver coach. So whatever it is, my man, uh, uh, five seven six five. First, uh, he said he's the only one that gave him and Kent a hard gra- uh, graders, but. Five six uh or five seven six five said he gave it gave the presser a five just like Matt Rule's record and now everybody please prepare for Nate 
the old Brennan <laughs> you know what? To, go, I want, to go off. I won't be too harsh because the text line is just wilding today. But I want to make this very, very you guys clear. make it let it. So, before Matt Rule took over, Baylor would go 7-6 and six and win the Cactus Bowl. Almost immediately after, they would have basically every single allegation under the sun. Anything that you could imagine, Baylor had that allegation as a part of their program. Half the team would leave in the offseason, and Baylor would go 1-11 under unprecedented circumstances. Matt Rule even talked about it during his press conference. He did? He would then become the first coach in Power 5 football history. The first and the only in the history of Power 5 football to go from one win to 11 in two seasons. And we're talking about this man but, but, but Scott Frost went from me? 0 to 12 in two seasons. I said Power 5. Oh, okay. I yeah, said Power yeah, 5. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. That's good. That's good and you're telling – so, yes, his record, there, his record at Baylor was 500. But this is where you have to look further than the record. Like, come on now. What are we doing? Well, look, I mean, look, man, it, it's it's. – I'm not even going to bring of, Temple it, into it because I want to talk about – because everyone's going to talk about Temple's in the American – okay, throw Temple out the window. That's fine. We had a coach that only coached in the American. He turned around a program. It looked terrible in the end. Fine. We'll just talk about Baylor, a legitimate Power 5 program. That has not a tradition like Nebraska's, but historically, Baylor has a tradition of being pretty good. A solid team. A bowl team. They're not like a Kansas. Recently. They're not like a Kansas. Recently, but when, yeah. I play, when, when we used to play Baylor, they were they were hot garbage. Okay. Okay. Recently. But recently, yeah. We'll talk about the last 20, talent, 25 years. I think it, they got you know some resources behind them, and he did well at Baylor, at Baylor. He wouldn't have got the Carolina job if he didn't do well at Baylor. I Let's think see. the unique qualities that, that he was able to um, – this is what people don't understand about hiring in the NFL, right? They just didn't hire him for his record at Baylor. They looked at him like he came in there and rehabbed a dumpster fire of athletic department and was willing to take on the job. And that's a lot of times when you do well at a college, you know, obviously like Baylor or any university. And then, you know, it's not like he's getting hired to go coach at the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're not going to a, like a well-kept franchise. Um. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're. It's just like getting picked number one in the draft. You're not going to the. <laughs> you're new, normally you're, going you're, into a mess. You're usually going to the Detroit Lions, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Or somebody like, or like that. the Browns, or like the Arizona Card. Look at little pocket Hercules down there. <laughs> little, little that's pocket, your boy. Little pocket Hercules. Yeah, up that's there. your boy. He's throwing the the very dude that was the <laughs> only dude that was going to draft you number one and get you paid. He's like, yeah, our our schematics is messed up. No, you've been playing too much as Fortnite. Or whatever, and it was and it was the same series that he threw a pick. Yeah, but it's somebody else's fault. But yeah. no, that's a, that's another tangent. But um, Thomas and Lincoln, he says he's expecting five and seven. Jesse says he's never beaten a ranked opponent. Frost also walked into US UCF with most of the talent team intact. Okay. Also, Milkman says yeah. Nate, why didn't VT hire Shane Beamer? They tried. He said he didn't want to come to Virginia Tech, which I can kind of understand that. My man says he made dad. it sound like or he said his biggest selling point is players he got to the NFL. Well, that would be a good selling point if he was coming to my house. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'd take it. He's like, this is just a quick Google search, but I see 26 current players in the NFL from Nebraska back through Pliny. Rule has 24 from his time at Temple and Barrow. So that's pretty comparable. Um, we got a rating of 8.9. It was good, but I want to see the progress. I definitely agree with that. Um 
Let's see. You know what is interesting about Temple is they just joined the AAC his first year. I don't know why that's interesting. They were because they were at the Big East. They were in the Big East, and then they went to the American, which yeah. is what's interesting about it because, like, I mean, you got to think a first year in a conference, you're normally yeah. going to struggle. Yeah, normally. Yeah, but AAC is like high school all star. I guess. Oh, then we got Ga- my man Gator. Ga- if you ain't a Gator, you Gator bait. You know? Did you know that, Nate? That's what the Florida <laughs> people that, say. Is that what it he is? says, uh, if we don't look at record, then what do we look at to determine success after year one? Can we tell there is progress with another three and nine or four and eight year? I don't want to set it too high expectations, but also want to set it too low. Depends. It, it, the eye test is huge. I don't believe. I I just I just don't. If I was a football coach in year one, if I went down, I'm not. I, I'm thinking I'm winning six games. Six games is like we're to start. Like I'm just rolling out of bed. The only difference between that, Jay, and I'll just play devil's advocate, Nebraska hasn't won six games in six seasons. Just playing devil's advocate. Like, I understand what you're saying, but that, but Nebraska talking, but has but, not won six but games in six seasons. I'm talking about me as a coach. I'm I know. Not, I'm just, I'm I'm just not telling ta- you. But I'm, I'm not taking this job. I'm just saying. Doing that. Because I feel like I can I can handle that, and we're going to handle that as a, as a staff and as a team. That's just me. Doug makes a good point. The Big East did become the American in 2014. I completely forgot about that good yeah, point. Yeah, Doug. Thank you, Dougie. I appreciate that, Doug. My man says he 402 or a 7943 said he's going to give it an 8.5. If he said he would retain Mickey, uh, he would go 10 plus. I hear you. I do that. I think that. He got a B plus. If he keeps Mickey, it goes to A plus. Wouldn't you agree that the four wide receivers we have committed will lose if Mickey is not retained? There's a, probably a great possibility because especially if he goes to Tulane, they probably would be Tulane. What are they? The Blue Waves or something like that? The Green Wave. Green Wave. Yeah. At least we didn't get the Big Ten. We'll have to adjust us. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I got you. Doug says he loves it. We love you too, Doug. Dougie. We're gonna call you Dougie from here on out. We gotta change your name. Austin from the league. We also lost a hundred games by one score, and a coach is worth seven points. Ooh. Presser was a nine point five. <laughs> hey. My Austin. Man, my man Austin came with some bet nods. <laughs> like home field advantage is worth, what, three points when they <laughs> set the line? Well, that actually is worth three points. That's yeah, a there thing. you go. Well, a Austin, coach worth Austin, seven? the coach or coaches could be worth one score or one score one score for you or one score against you. So just, you know. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I mean, look, man, look, at the end of the day, it, it, nobody's ever – when any of these decisions are made, nobody's ever happy. Because when Scott was uh, fired, there's people who were saying that you should just let him finish out the season. And get, hold on, I'm just saying there wasn't, there was, there was people saying there was. you should finish out the season. Then there's people that say, well, you should have just fired him before the before the season started. Then if you're going to fire him after three weeks or whatever it is, so that nobody's ever happy when these these uh, decisions are made. You know when people are happy. When you actually start winning games, when you actually go to a bowl game, and also you see progress, so that's the biggest thing that they got to do. Winning right cures now. everything. Yeah, they got to do they everything. Do everything. It doesn't cure everything, but it makes some things more tolerable. I think it cures everything. You tell Nebraska, cure, if Nebraska cure. won a national championship next year, every all oh. would be all. Would be oh fine. yeah, it would be all. Worth <laughs> all it. would, all be, would like, be fine. Oh, oh we'll take it. They'd sign up for the last 10, 10 years or eight years of misery and say, "We'll just do it again for one national championship." For sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. They would do that. But now, you know that's what? not if very Nebraska, realistic, unfortunately. If Nebraska won a national championship, I guarantee you Alabama's boosters will be somehow flying up to Lincoln and trying to get Matt Rule to come down there. You think? If you won a national championship in first year after we haven't gone to a bowl <laughs> game, 
Okay. If All right. Matt, I would tell you this. If we won a national championship next year and went, what would that be, 14, 15, and 0? Or just whatever. I think it ends up because you'd have your Big Ten championship. So you'd be 13 and 0. Playoff, playoff. Championship. 15. 15. 15 and 0. Or 15, 15 and 0. And Matt Rule, if I, since Matt Rule is going to be in the community, he just went 15 and 0. And I ran into him at High V. I would say, dude, what are you doing here? He'd be like, what do you mean? Go get any. Go, just go. Just, well, no, but you also got to think, though, he'd get a statue instantly. Oh. It would be the great. Yeah, it would be the greatest story saying. ever. Yeah, I mean, I know. Great. Yeah, and I'm sure there would be some coach or some school that would fire a coach. You know what I'm saying? And be like, "What do you want? What did you do in a year to get these dudes that have been consistent losers for eight years, <laughs> right, to, to right. somehow in six months turn around and win an national championship? Give me all your all your knowledge." It might be that might be the biggest coaching pool ever. The coaching pool is at seven. It might be twenty million dollar coaching pool. He's making twenty million for sure. You probably yeah. would be. Yeah. So it's a, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's an interesting dynamic. Um, you, you know, I, I think it's if he, I don't think winning six games is too far off. I don't care who who's coaching. Nick Sab, let's look up what Nick Saban's first year at Alabama was. Can you Google that for me, Nate? Let me look it up. I think he went seven and six. Uh, I know Dabo started, I believe, like three and nine. Dabo started really rough. Right. I know that. And this is also like where people was like, "Oh, I think Strick was talking a little bit about like like what Mickey needs to do to be a head coach." I, I don't. I don't. I think Mickey is more than ready to be a head coach. I really do. I think uh, now. Granted, being around the environment can help you see, you know, get more seasoning. But we you've also seen it where it doesn't work out well, right? You saw where I don't I don't know if you remember this Nate where Mac Brown was at Texas, Will Muschamp was paid I think it was Will Muschamp was the first guy paid to be Will the head Muschamp, coach yeah. to be the head coach in waiting. Well then, whatever he learned at there and they started to lose, then he went to go to South Carolina and all this other it just didn't work out. He wasn't. It's either you're ready to be a head coach or you can lead people or you can't. Um, and, and you know so I I think that you know. Mickey's more than right. Leadership is not something. It's either you you got it or you don't, you, or you're willing to lead or you're not. I think this would be best case scenario for Nebraska fans is Nick Saban went seven and six in his first year, twelve and two his second year, lost in the Sugar Bowl, fourteen and zero the next year, won a national championship, and then they would rattle off three and four seasons. The first year was seven and six, seven and I and remember six. watching them in the bowl game. That was, and they looked they looked like rough. But the, I remember the commentators saying, "We're saying, look, you already see where they're at right now. This is not what you're going to see next year. Watch out, because he implemented what he wanted, and he kept and he's steadfast. And anybody that couldn't handle it, you know, they end up not you know making it. You got to think on that team, that seven and six team. You know who was on there? Who's probably the next? Or will be the hottest NFL coaching. Uh, get coming next year. D'Amico Ryan's Ryan's was on that Alabama team. So the lessons he learned from playing mm-hmm. under Saban that year is what he's using at times right now. So, um, my man Doug with uh mesothelioma says rule talked about John Wooden philosophy of not talking about winning, but doing the right things every day. Osborne in '98 talked about the same philosophy and also in his book coaches that are much more focused. On the process and the result, yeah, that's a. Of mm. course, you, see, here's the thing that people don't that's, understand. That was good, Doug. That was nice. That's really good, that was Doug. Deep. When you talk to like 
kids these days about being champions, the first thing that they think about are these stupid trophies that they chase from a very young age. But you could be a champion, have a championship mentality if you do all the right things day in and day out because eventually all that stuff will come. So you don't have to talk about winning or, you know, you know the, the, a trophy or winning because you're winning every single day. So you're, you're, already been, you're already going through the process of what it takes to win every single day. Where you start to lose championships or get the loser's mentality is where you don't have a foundation to go back on. You know what I'm saying? Where you've, you've pushed yourself as a team and individually to a point to where you have a confidence to, to fall back on what you need to do to be successful. That's the difference between being a champion and a chump. A chump does it every once in a while. Champion does it all the time. I talk to kids all the time. What you do sometimes is what you will do all the time under pressure. So what you do sometimes in practice, not finishing 50-50 balls, deciding to be sloppy with your footwork, and let it go on for days, weeks, months, is what you're going to do under pressure situations. That's why you see some teams perform well down the stretch, and some individuals perform well down the stretch when it gets tight, and some people don't. That's it, man. I mean, it's the hardest thing to do because you're getting guys – because here's what here's what Doug is referencing for people out there is that kids these days like to do things on condition. I'll work hard if I'm going to start. Why? I always ask the basketball kids. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, the, the, you agree they all work hard every single day? Yeah. So what makes you think you're going to do it on condition if you want to play basketball? Sometimes people like to play dress-up, I call it Halloween, versus playing football. You got to get more guys that want to play football, and that's what he talked about today. Um, Jory corrected us. He said, Muschamp left Texas for Florida, by the way. You are right. Um, didn't work out well for him, and then he ended up all over the place. I think he's on somebody's staff because they had just beat South Carolina, and he was still had a pretty good relationship with uh, – Where was he at, la- at last – I have no idea. He's probably some consultant somewhere. He was <laughs> He's in Georgia or somewhere. I was like, <laughs> I saw him like after a game. I was like, what you doing on the sideline, man? Um, <laughs> also, yeah, Dabo for what it's worth, he took over as an interim head coach yep. and went four and three, nine and five, six and seven. They started calling for his for his job, and then he hasn't had less than a ten win season since. Oh, oh, check this out. How about that? He, uh, Frederick crazy. Frank probably. I don't know what that means. He says uh, Matt Rule's wide receiver coach in Carolina is none other than Joe Daly. Joe Daly became famous because him and Robbie Anderson got into it. Robbie Anderson <laughs> got out of got, got got traded. He uh, plays for uh, your boy now. He, he, yeah, he plays with Pocket Hercules, and I think he has two receptions yeah. since he got traded. He can't learn the playbook, but he always. He, but he, <laughs> but, is that but what it yeah, is? but but his best quote is he told Baker Mayfield or Sam Dur- Donald they need to tighten up. Tighten up. I like it, Robbie. <laughs> That's yeah. what he said. So, you know, he, uh, Frederick asked, will Rule bring in Joe Daly? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Texas Jeremy, before we go to break, we got a couple minutes. When Rule talked about toughness and physical, physical football, I could see the grit in his face, the grinding of the teeth. It got me so pumped and trucked over my wife in the hall and our five-year-old daughter got off got off the tracks when the trains <laughs> were coming. And the <laughs> Dang, uh, J- Texas Jeremy. He said, pressers 10. All right, I like it. Jory says allegedly <laughs> Muschamp, Muschamp is co-DC at Georgia. Yep, because they just beat South Carolina 
with Greg Schumann, who was tabbed to be Nebraska's DC under rule. Oh, well, maybe we bring in Muschamp too. Did you ever see that video of Saban? <laughs> Hold on, Muschamp and Saban going off to them dudes at at USC. I have seen that. Hey, that was awesome. Yo, you talking about that. getting a double business? Did you oh see my goodness, double yeah. business. Yeah, oh yeah. That video is one of the funniest videos. Yo, <laughs> just chewing them out. But the double business. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. How big of a win is that? Matt Rule has lots of recruiting connections in Texas. Of course, I mean, recruiting is about relationships with coaches that they trust you and they trust you mm. based on, and it doesn't always have to be, I'm, I'm a coach, you recruit uh, Nate and Nate becomes a first round pick. It has to be with how you treat Nate and what you tell the coach, Nate and his parents or guardians come to fruition. And that's was huge. And it's in, in the relationship also is, is huge. How you communicate with the coaches. It can't be, I'm just only con- going to communicate with the coach if I'm the say a position coach or whatever with said coach only when I need something there's it's just it's a recruiting and and one of the things when Strick asked me about the difference between college and the pros is the pro guys always say like they hated recruiting you know what I mean whereas like you have to embrace recruiting then you see some pro guys that you know sometimes don't like the hours that they, they have to put in you know what I'm saying um, so it's give or take, but recruiting is, is a lot about effort and relationships. And so if he still has those connections, I'm sure that it'll work out well for us. Cause they, he had success down there, probably, um, developing and recruiting guys that were overlooked by say the Texas, Texas A&M, mm-hmm. or, you know, I think even Texas tech, remember when they had Michael Crabtree was probably more on a higher level than them. So then Baylor was always kind of thought of lower, but he was able to go in there and recruit some guys to, the Baylor. Uh, Bo Lever, let's see what you say. Bo Dabo Gator Bowl was awesome. He what? says Dabo and Bo, first year, same time. They must have coached against each yeah. other in the Gator Bowl. Yeah, that was their, their first year, same time. That was, that's great. How about that? <laughs> what, yeah. Well, what year would have that been? Uh, who knows? <laughs> then they see 4661 says, strong eight if he does what he says about the offensive line. He's rating the presser. A three-star running back can run through the line as good as a five-star. That is correct. Let's create some holes that even me and Nate could run through. That'd be a pretty big hole. He said he's – he. Uh, let's see, 8-9-8-5. I definitely hope that Mickey's retained if he wants to stay here, but I think the most important coaching staff hire will be getting a offensive line guru. What do you think about that, Nate, before we go to break? I don't know. I think there's – Merit in what you said that Raiola, I don't think, was really given too much of a chance. But I think that Rule also said, I mean, it's it starts on the lines. And he said that it doesn't matter if you're in high school, college, NFL, it starts on the lines. And I think there's truth to that. And you yeah. saw Nebraska struggle on the offensive line this year with a quality running back. And, and it, I talked to Trick about this. You put Anthony Grant on Minnesota's offensive line, what does that look like? What is yeah. that? I mean, like, Mo, Mo Ibrahim, don't get me wrong, he's a great running back, but it just makes you think that, like, Nebraska is able to bring in top-tier talent. I'll throw A.J. Allen into that group, too. He'll be back next yeah. season. Yeah. That dude has potential to be a great running back in Nebraska. You got to get him an offensive line, though. I don't know. It starts Dang. somewhere. Jim Phillippe, he got a crunk. He said, uh, he said you got to train training in your body to automatically do it even when you're tired. That takes discipline to train your body that way. Then when you get tired and you're in autopilot, you just do it without thinking. You know what that's called, Jim, from the YouTube text line? 
that's called what Coach Samuel, Tony Samuel, would say, would call it the 85% rule. When you're not feeling your best emotionally or physically, you can grade out at 85% because that's more than winning football. Also, uh, I don't know if you've heard the David Goggins theory that you're only at 40% of your capabilities when your mind's telling you you're done. You ever heard of that? No. Yeah. So if your mind's like telling you you can quit, you're actually only at 40% of your 100% potential. I don't know if he actually did science on that, but it's a great book. You should read it. Can't hurt me. David Goggins. There it is. How about that? Nate Brennan giving you guys book book ideas, everything. (laughs) No, it's a great book. We are blessed today with Nate Brennan. How about that? We're going to break. Jay Foreman, Nate Brennan, Old School. We'll be right back. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Did you know that yearly Medicaid renewals will start again soon? This means millions of people who were enrolled in Medicaid during the pandemic may no longer be eligible for coverage. If this may impact you, the good news is you have options. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield can help answer your questions so you can find an affordable health plan for you and your family. We want you to feel confident you're covered. Click to learn more. Policy exclusions and limitations apply. Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield is the trade name of Blue Cross Blue Shield Healthcare Plan of Georgia, Inc.